Galactus is actually showing up. He's going to be our new big bad, and and because you need something that Captain Marvel can kind of have to like fight against and not be the strongest person in the room. I want the fight that Carol Danvers has with Thanos to be a rematch to some earlier, even nastier fight. Captain Marvel 2 is a basically the introduction to the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory. So we're making it happen uh, with the captain, the the other captain. Uh, we'll captain get to that. Captain Morgan. Uh, I, yeah, Captain Morgan. Uh, we are making it happen. That is how we're getting through this. <laughs> uh, this is another quarantine edition, obviously. I'm Philip Molina. Uh, going rogue with us, of course, is Eric Voss. Hi, everyone. I'm filled with cheesecake. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Tommy Vectold. Uh, great to be here. I worked out today. No, I didn't. Why did you immediately give up on your life? <laughs> uh, and uh, who do we have with us? Is it Joven today or Joshua Ovenshire? We've got Mr. Jovenshire of any six fame, and surprisingly, I am filled with cake cheese. Oh, that's the better kind. <laughs> Always trust a man that declares his own fame. Uh, yes, guys, it can be, it can uh, be trusted. <laughs> All right, speaking of uh, uh, famous uh, heroes uh, that uh, need some introduction, apparently, Marvel introduced their new release schedule uh, that is all just messed up. It's all pushed back. Uh, it's backed up. It's phase four um, is going to be just real late, unfortunately. But did you guys notice they snuck in one more little release date in there, uh, just thinking that we wouldn't notice uh, something that was previously unannounced, and that's... Captain Marvel 2 is coming in July 2022, just in time for my 23rd birthday. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Which, by the way, like, just like they snuck it in with a bunch of bad news, which was weird, in my opinion. Just be like, and, but yeah, what the hell? Let's just throw Captain Marvel 2 up there. I wonder if it was an accident, actually. Like, just their PR person <laughs> like was like, right, designer. what's coming out? I don't even know anymore. All right, copy, paste. What if he just made it up? <laughs> Okay, well uh, man, July's yeah. looking uh okay, not the fourth of July. Yeah. Alright, and should we like release new mutants? Never! Never <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we now know that the sequel is definitely happening on a certain date, kind of. Uh but what we don't know, especially with this new timing of all these releases, is how will Captain Marvel two fit into the phase four of the MCU. What's it gonna be about, guys? Let's go rogue. All right, I got a theory. Um, so if you guys remember in Avengers Endgame, there was that moment when Captain Marvel snapped back at Rhodey when he's like, where have you been all this time? And she's like, uh, you guys have been saving one world. I've been saving all the other worlds so easy. I actually think the uh, the Endgame take on Captain Marvel was more entertaining and more true to her character that I know her as than uh, the Captain Marvel movie was uh, a couple months before that. But uh, I think... She was a badass there, yeah. Yeah, she and we see how she's like a team leader, and I'm looking forward to seeing her mix in with that ensemble in future team-up movies. But for Captain Marvel 2, I want to see what that story was where she saved other planets in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want to see what other worlds she saved and how she was actually playing a crucial role in the background of the MCU that we know it as. And uh, in recent videos on the channel, I've kind of been asking, like, what were the origins of the Infinity Stones? How did they get to where we saw them as in the MCU in Phase 1? 
Well, uh, there's a big question of like how Thanos got a hold of the Mind Stone in Loki's scepter when he handed it off to him. I think there's a story there, and I think there's a great opportunity for Captain Marvel to be part of that story. Maybe there's some interesting like aliens type story, right? Where you have this like young girl who needs to be saved and rescued by like this surrogate mother figure that Carol Danvers can be the Ripley to the newt of this girl. Imagine there's like this young like Corbinite refugee girl who just needs protection, and Carol Danvers takes her under her wing to get away from the mad titan Thanos who now needs this girl as like a uh, as like the map like maybe in like um, Waterworld you know there was the tattoo map girl <laughs> on her back uh, no I'm be not this, familiar like, with anything from you know Waterworld. I was hoping you'd bring in a Waterworld reference to yeah. all of this now it makes sense now it's the time for Waterworld. Uh, no, like, imagine this girl who needs protection. Carol Danvers is going to protect her in this, like, terrifying chase uh, from the Mad Titan and his forces at the, like, near height of their power. They're still, like, rising in power. And Carol needs to protect this girl who has, like, access or she knows where the Mind Stone is. Uh, and it's going to be, like, this this chase sequence where they're going world to world and Carol Danvers has to like protect her world and all of her people from this mad titan conqueror and maybe at the end of the movie they relinquish the mind stone but at least the people are saved okay uh that that's a lot I you know you were giving me Star Wars vibes at the beginning uh just with this Uh idea of Carol Danvers is out there saving an entire galaxy or something and she's like your earth problems are beneath me right now I'm saving an entire galaxy against the you know the literal death star or something but then you still gave me Star Wars vibes when you shrunk the story down uh and compared it to aliens because I actually imagine it like Mandalorian yeah just uh, imagine a moment where Thanos is walking up to this girl and Carol Danvers comes out all powered up and says get away from her you bitch (laughs) <laughs> Thanos says that? It's not as fun with no, a man. No, Carol a says giant that. Oh, <laughs> you misheard me. I said Carol says that. Gotcha. I thought Thanos was just like really mean. Um, he's not that mean. Uh, he just calls Captain Marvel a bitch. Would, would this, in fact, be another period piece? Because if it yeah. is technically a prequel still, so does that mean we'll be getting her wearing, like, maybe not ACDC shirt this time, but maybe, like, a, I don't know, a th- Three Doors Down shirt? <laughs> there are no yeah, three doors down s- shirts Jobin. <laughs> here's the thing Eric uh, you uh, you could and this could address uh, Jobin's huge issues that he has with you as a person uh, mm-hmm. if you do it amongst the events of Endgame she could be like having that hologram call at one point like while like standing Ooh. off from a battle or something Ooh. and then eventually there's like this moment where they're like they really need you on earth really bad they, they need you to chop a uh, thanos ship in half or whatever it is that she does uh and then she you know has to step away from that so the movie actually could catch us up before and then through and then past Endgame if she then has to rush Ooh. back yeah that's interesting we could see a, a prequel history and then that could catch us up with a concurrent events during the blip Either way, I want the fight that Carol Danvers has with Thanos to be a rematch to some earlier, even nastier fight. You get a rogi for uh, a good amount of this, so here you can turn that into whatever you have on your side. Oh, you mean sunglasses that I got for free at a wedding and broke? Oh my god, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Put him back together, oh, and the man. couple has to get divorced quick. This is <laughs> no, what happens. No, no, sunglasses. Thanos, oh, no, 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 Mickey, Katie, I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys are my best friends. Oh, They're know, good. They're still good. Nerd sunglasses. <laughs> They're still up. good. Um, 
All right, and then also I'm gonna give you a second rogi, but you know what? It, that sunglass is already two things, so you don't have to make it into another one. Just break it apart again. There you go, two rogies. Uh, and this is because you're doing something that I think is gonna address an issue with Carol Danvers. She's super overpowered. Like, yes, yeah. the character is insanely powerful, but they had to keep her out of Endgame so that we had the movie Endgame. You know what I mean? Like, to <laughs> yeah, instead just true. like reduce it down where she's just trying to protect one person, one child, and maybe there's even like a whole threat, like a, a, a John Wick kind of world or somebody's trying to kill this child. Ooh. So something that reduces it a lot smaller to just like this one thing she has to do, and she can't just super saiyan her way through it. Exactly. It's not about the, uh, the brawn, it's about the emotions. All right, Tommy, what's your theory? My theory, okay, so I'm going to, first of all, if Brie Larson ever put on, like, a tight-fitting Goo Goo Doll shirt, I would have to be put into cryo-sleep because my heart would be very <laughs> close to stopping. Uh, I mean, isn't it always very close to stopping? It, it, whether or not Brie Larson does anything? I worked out today. <laughs> and that's why it's very close to stopping. You only get so many beats, you don't want to waste them. Oh, is that true? Donald Trump believes that. Okay. Uh, anyway, you really, I really paused there for a second and thought about it and thought about just walking away from this and starting a new life as a <laughs> farmer. Anyway, my theory, I'm going to borrow um, a uh, Joe Vinshire's brilliant theory from about a month ago. Which Oh, I love that sentence. Oh, it's so good. You gave me goosebumps. We tagged the, uh, it was the, the, the hell is of, this theory? At, at the end of the movie, there would be a, uh, uh, a post-credit scene of Nick Fury uh, on the uh, on the sword space station, uh, getting a message oh, yeah. from out in space that uh, there was a uh, 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 a team in distress, and they would say there's five people, five five heat signatures indicating humans that are in distress. So from there, we go and figure out that those five people are Fantastic Four and Victor Von Doom, obviously, and Whoa. they're rescued. Right? Into, so Captain Marvel 2 is a basically the introduction, as I've been trying to introduce for six months on this show, the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they go and they rescue them, and they're all obviously shooken up, and they haven't quite you know re- realized their powers yet. But they do have some bad news. While they were uh, while they were in all of that uh, peril, they were met with uh, by the Silver Surfer, who is voiced by John Hamm. John Hamm is voicing oh, the Silver nice. Surfer in this movie, uh, and he has some pretty bad news for the people of Earth, and that is that Galactus is coming. So what Captain Marvel 2 basically does is introduces us to the Fantastic Four, it also brings in Galactus as the big bad for the new Marvel movies, and we get uh, John Hamm doing the voice of Silver Surfer with Doug Jones' body work, obviously, because that body ain't quitting <laughs> anytime soon. Tommy... I you're you're right. Uh, this theory gives me the hardest goosebumps I've ever had. Um, but uh, but it sounds like a great Fantastic Four movie. What the hell does Carol Danvers do? She just like she says, "Hey, this guy's coming, and he has a message." I think Carol Danvers uh, can be. She's got uh, you know a lot of wisdom and a lot of. Um... Uh, uh, now with, with her memories back, experience, and she's also highly powered. She can kind of help. Uh, act as almost like when you go to college, there's the people that help you with orientation. She can be an, a superhero orientation guard to the Fantastic Four. So she's basically playing the role of mentor figure to Sue Storm and and the others. Interesting. That's interesting. So actually, maybe they don't they don't have their powers yet until this event happens and they're in distress, and then she's part of saving them, and then she has to walk them through like, hey, been there, done that. I've been a giant pile of uh, 
brick poop. Um, yeah. Yeah, this Absolutely. is how you deal with that. Absolutely. Interesting. So uh, it's her movie, though. So how, how does it uh, end up for her? What's her big fight? I think in the end, she kind of, you know, I think this is, it, by the end of this movie, we're going to have the Silver Surfer kind of uh, freed from Galactus. And I think she plays the part of liberating the Silver Surfer. First kind of having to defeat him and then protecting him from being destroyed by Galactus. Since it's kind of attached to my own theory, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I'm a little biased. I do like where this is going. I think maybe there should be a little bit more balance in the sense that maybe uh, the Fantastic Four get introduced. But now they have to be brought to Earth to be watched over. And then that's where see, we just see Fantastic Four. They get their cameo and they get introduced. And then, you know, Daryl, uh, uh, Carol has to deal with like the, the, the real big bad or here. Or Daryl. Thanos. Daryl. Daryl Danvers. <laughs> Yeah. Some big changes in this new movie I don't want to get into, but let's put it this but way. Again, it connects really well to what should happen in Doctor Strange 2, so I like where he's going with this theory. It's based yeah. in some pretty sound logic. I would really like this movie, especially if, like, the entire time, as soon as the uh, Fantastic Four show up, just, like, Captain Marvel is framed behind Ben Grimm for every angle that they're all in a scene together. We can't really see her. Like, <laughs> who's talking right now? You just see, like, her, like, hair go vertical and it peeks up over her, her, his shoulders. Yes. That's it. Yep, that's it. Uh, uh, Fantastic Four? Four. Yes. Uh, no, one Rogi. Uh, and Great. that becomes and it becomes my nephew. Hey! Oh, oh my god! And human rogi. And wait, are alive. And my niece. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Hi. Adorable rogi children. Uh oh, that is my clock. Yeah. And last but not least. A realistic life-size Deadpool! Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no relation to that guy. I don't know where he showed up from. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to shove all those back into the camera. I want my Rogi back. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Get back, <laughs> yeah. get back in there. <laughs> Everyone jump into the camera. All right. Come on. Everyone join behind me one last time. These are my Rogies now. Uh, she's gone. All right. Get out of here. Awesome. Their powers combined That's equal fun. one Rogi. Beat it. <laughs> All right. For you. those of you that thought like rogies are just like some cheap block of wood or something, they actually hold two humans and one metahuman. All right, Joven, you ready to bring it home? The answer is so simplistic and easy. I'm surprised that none of you guys have thought of it yet. In fact, your movies have been so, you know, Captain Marvel centric. I think I'm going to need to go rogue. Oh, I'm so used to doing that and having a sign behind me. Not this time, but we're going rogue, people. Who are you pointing? Oh, actually. the TV? <laughs> I know you're pointing at Tommy's nephew. <laughs> Wait, uh, how did they get to your house? This particular movie won't necessarily just be a Captain Marvel movie, much like we saw with the Captain America 3, which was Civil War. There was a lot of different people in here. Now, you guys are basing your ideas on really great uh, theories and ideas and things that we would want to see on camera for sure. But where I think we need to look here is some past interviews and kind of base this in the conversations that have already been taking place. We know that there's been rumors and rumblings and some, some pitches of a all-female Avenger-style movie. Well, that goosebump-making scene in Avengers Endgame when all the ladies showed up and Tyrant's like, Captain, how are you going to do this on your own? She's got help. We get to see that nice little 30-second clip in two-hour form, 
all the ladies of the Marvel Universe finding their way onto the big screen to work together in a fun, uh, amazing, awesome way. Like, we're getting Black Widow, and that's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a little more on the prequel side of things, yes. Uh, but is it going to give that, you know, that female-led revolution that we need in, like, the big screen superhero movies? Because DC already had Wonder Woman, and it took, you know, Marvel a little while to finally get their Black Widow movie up and running. But what DC hasn't done yet, and Marvel can get on the books now, is a, you know, full group of females. Oh, I guess they had DC Birds of Prey, but, you know, are we going to count that? Yeah, let's just think, is it Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Captain Marvel? Yeah, uh, if it doesn't make a million, I don't think it counts. I think that's going to be our rule for superhero movies moving forward. That gets rid of, uh, you know, uh, Catwoman, uh, Steel, and Birds of Prey. Jovan? So, yes. Did you write this theory down, and are you reading it? No. I, you I, are. I, you just have, you have such confidence in your, right now I'm just going to give you, that's oh. the most confident delivery of a theory that's going <laughs> to for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of my entire career Wait. has been based on a faux confidence, so I'll take it. Uh, and... and, and <laughs> You're, you're, even though we're talking Marvel, and if I can, like, reach into the screen here and pull Ew, out my rogi, okay, uh, it is now a collectible uh, DC Batman chess piece wow. where uh, he's, he's the king. Uh, uh, there's a whole set of uh, chess pieces here, so, you know. Wait, can you hand that back to, back to me? Uh, okay, okay, uh, we're going to, we're going to. Ah! Back in. Uh, Whoa! Whoa! This is. Uh, uh, I think it changed a little bit of design, but uh, oh, man. yeah, not bad. You All right, yeah, when, you can take it back. You are, there. there you go. Transporting something. All right, we'll, we'll pull that back here. And yeah, okay, there you uh, go. Oh, yeah, now All it's right. Nightwing. Now it's Nightwing. <laughs> oh, what is Nightwing okay. a bishop? Uh, Nightwing is uh, uh, he is a, a lady knight. Uh, he said they they really lost that. Which one of these? Oh yeah, should have been a knight. Yeah. That feels like politics, backdoor politics there. Backdoor politics, Tommy's uh, political porn site. That's uh, right. <laughs> com. Uh, check it out. Um, okay, I feel like we interrupted, though. So, Joven, I gave you one just for that confident delivery. Uh, but give us a plot to this movie. Right now, we just know it has a lot of women in it. Uh, so and what we're looking women. at is we are trying to push a lot of these stories forward. And uh, th- we don't technically have... Uh, another Avengers movie on the slate. We don't really know what things are going to look like. This kind of gives us our chance to look at what there is. I also love the idea of throwing Gamora back into the picture here because one of the females in that scene was, you know, uh, badass Gamora, still in, uh, what is it, 2014, 2015, uh, where she's still the kind of the bad guy. And so we're going to see... Yeah. Maybe the girls go out and find her and kind of like, not necessarily rescue her, but try to bring her back to the right side of life. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I like where Tommy's going and he, he pulled a little from my theory. So I'm going to pull a little from his theory saying that this is all in the same copacetic world where Galactus is actually showing up. He's going to be our new big bad. And, and because you need something that Captain Marvel can kind of have to like fight against and not be the strongest person in a room. So, you know. It all it's it all works. It, it all it's all pretty cohesive. So we're seeing. You don't that, get to say it all works. We, we have no, to say no, it all Vince, works. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. putting the thought into your head. But we are seeing. You know, uh, we're gonna get <laughs> some more me. Wanda. We need some more Wanda being real Scarlet Witch here because we're go. going OP baby because we're getting some Scarlet Witch definitely by the end of uh, Wanda Vision. Uh, we're go- we're gonna move on one second, but I I need to know a big team up movie like this. Now we're talking Avengers level. And we have people of all these different powers and they're up against Galactus. So Joven, I mean, it's just gonna happen. Which of them dies? Ooh, which one's gonna die? Um, you know, at, at probably at that point in time, uh, we've probably got. 
Uh, uh, Scarlet Witch has probably been on camera the most uh, here, so it'll probably uh, be her. She got her TV show, she had her time, and it's about the same time we're introducing, you know, mutants. So maybe instead of the whole no more mutants line, we actually get her saying more mutants. Her essence <laughs> is just what gets say no more out. me. No more me. Uh, no, and then, you know, uh, <laughs> whatever way she dies, her she's so powerful. There's no reason why... Her magic can't go through and create uh, X-Men in, in the world. There you go, Joven. That's going to be, she dies in the movie, she, she whispers something, post credit scene, the X-Gene awakens, and you just introduce mutants too. So there you go, it's a second rogue. Second rogue, all right. And, and look at that, as we uh, pull that one out, all right, now we, got, uh, now we actually have Batman back sitting next to Nightwing. Gotcha, so Batman and Nightwing. Uh, all right, Jovan, I'm going to challenge you to have no more Batman figurines for the rest of it. You made it too easy on yourself. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> all right, let's hear them uh, back in a tweet. Okay, for mine, it's um, going to be two tweets separately at the same time. One from Thanos' account, one from Captain Marvel's account, where they both say, get away from her, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Captain Marvel's tweets uh, get more likes, so Thanos just takes us down quietly. Wow. <laughs> he just deletes us. Yeah. Coward. Deletes his account. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I, I know exactly that film. Uh, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Marvel 2? Woohoo! Add in the Fantastic Four? Gimme more! Throw in some Galactus? Send him a pack to sing. Send him packing. <laughs> Great, Tommy. Your best work yet. Thank you. Uh, and Jovan? Uh, uh, my, my tweet, obviously, is Brie Larson's very first TikTok video being shared to Twitter of her <laughs> dancing in the Captain Marvel 2 outfit to uh, Ladies' Night. Wow. Oh, gotcha. Uh -huh. uh, and then we Eric would do a tweet down, and we would find out uh, what that means. <laughs> he would do the dance. Uh, great. All right, let us know in the comments which of these people is right about what's going to be Captain Marvel 2, and if not right, at least which one you wish would be the next uh, plot for that movie. Uh, moving on, guys. We have, as we've been telling you guys, we're playing Rogue Theory on our Discord. Uh, each week we set a prompt, and then uh, we have contestants, and they win. People vote uh, which rogies they get, and then some judges get. It's very involved, very complicated. Uh, but we have our new prompt was about the Stranger Things Season 4 plot, uh, and we have our winner to announce. Uh, great theories from Danny and Casey, but Danny, a.k.a. Echo Spider, uh, Killed it. Had such a good pitch. Basically, it picks up where last season left off, where we see Hopper is in Russia, uh, and they, you know, kind of save the day. But then there's a a need to go get Hopper from Russia, and maybe he's developed some sort of psychic link. He clearly has some sort of powers, maybe with Will, and so people know that he needs to go there. And so they have to go through a portal, our, all of our Stranger Things kids, to get to Russia, but the portal goes through the Upside Down. And here's my favorite part. They finally are truly forming a gang that is going to do real-life Dungeons & Dragons. They each have their skill sets. Uh, they each essentially are, are encountering uh, like hostiles, and it finally is a full commitment to the D&D world. And then on top of that, what they don't know is that somewhere in that world, there is the main true evil entity of the Upside Down that is trying to escape, and it's trying to use one of them as its way out of the Upside Down, and we don't know who it currently is inhabiting. So kind of a John Carpenter's Ooh. a thing thing. Uh, guys, it sounded really rogue. Uh, so, Danny, great job on that. You're a winner for the week. Nice, Danny. You guys can play, too, uh, at home. What do you guys think of that theory, by the way? I love it. It, it 
I love John Carpenter's Thing. It's one of my favorite uh, films. And they had a bit of that with Billy in season three when he was like uh, trapped in the steam room um, where they were trying to like force it out of him. But yeah, to see that truly applied to each of the different members of the gang. And like, yeah, a true D&D adventure in like the murky, foggy, upside down. Like, I'd love to see like more monsters rather than just like one monster. Like you could see different challenges and side quests that open up. Right, and and they're having to get. There is like an end mission, right, to get to Hopper and try to rescue Hopper. And maybe he's trying. Uh, Danny said this. Maybe he's trying to also get back toward them. And now he has powers. And it seems like it does what the first season uh, did really well: is give us these characters that we love a whole lot of nostalgia. The second season seemed to kind of go in its own direction, and then the third season brought it all back to the things that we love. And this theory seems as though it's going to give us a lot of things that we do love already, and still kind of give it a new twist that keeps us going week to week. That, that's that's well thought out. Yep. Yeah. Outstanding. I like it. My only question is: Are those people who all melted and formed that joined the giant monster? That was the big bad guy in season three. Are they all dead and gone forever? Or are they all trapped in the upside down right now? Or are they also going to need rescuing? Because I think there's a little bit of like souls lost to the dark side. That'd be really cool, right? They could discover a land of souls basically that need freeing. And they're not necessarily going back to their bodies. But maybe they go into the afterlife right now. They're all trapped there. And they finally see Barb. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's yeah. the justice for Barb. And she's like the leader of all of them. Yes. <laughs> she's the longest. <laughs> I want, like, uh, a Marauder Barb action figure where she's just got, like, <laughs> her shirt tied around her head. Yeah. She's got an eye patch over here. And she's got a third eye underneath it. <laughs> just such a badass now. She's told, she but took But the it same haircut. Oh, same haircut. Same haircut. Though. Yeah. It's their crown in, their, uh, in the upside down. Uh, all right, guys. You can play uh, Rogue Theory with uh, everybody on Discord, too, and then have us discuss your theory if you win uh, on here. Uh, but let's move on to our second topic. And uh, so, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with Westworld. A lot of people actually had str- uh, a struggle of following what was happening in season two of Westworld with the mixed-up timeline. And season one was really cool. I thought season two was very interesting but very challenging. Season three is kind of getting to the, like the big uh, thing that we always debated: is it you know it's the the robots versus the humans versus humanity? Who's going to win? All that stuff. So. We've got kind of these champions that are on the show uh, representing some different sides. We have Dolores and we have Maeve. And these are uh, both hosts who are somehow representing two different arguments here. So basically, I don't want this segment to only be for people who are completely caught up on Westworld. So let's make it as simple as this. We know Dolores basically wants to rule uh, and she, she is... Uh, representative of like the hosts are almost like the apex predator they're the top of the food chain and they deserve to be the ruling class uh Maeve is trying to stop her so and we'll say she's on the side of humans you can say that uh and then there's maybe other ways it can turn out so i want you guys to pitch me who should win like this is the future we've seen it it's 2040 something uh things are are some things are better some things are worse if you're being honest with yourself should we let robots take over and make decisions for us? Do humans do a good job? Is there another way things should go? Uh, let's go rogue. I got, listen, the entire concept of Westworld makes me feel like back when I was in my 20s, I dated an older woman. I'm confused all the time. I'm definitely not smart enough to be in this situation. I'm not really understanding what's <laughs> going on around me. I wake up every day in the same spot, very confused. There's a lot of repetition. I'm giving her vitamins every morning and pills that she needs to survive. 
I just like how the, old is he? Yeah, like, <laughs> older. I, I was twenty four and she was a hundred and eight. But uh, and let me tell you, together we made sixty nine. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'm Team Dolores all the way, and let me tell you why. I humbly welcome our Alpha Apex Predator Dolores host overlords. We can't help ourselves. Look what happens when we have autonomy. We get Tiger King. People buy jungle cats and put them in their backyard. <laughs> Let's have our host overlords keep us safe, keep us happy. I don't mind. Hook me back up to the Matrix. Let me just suckle on that sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet Matrix teat. I know it's a different property. Dolores should be in charge. She's the most powerful. She has no emotional reactions. I get emotional about everything. Like, me talking right now is making me emotional because I'm remembering being in my 20s and dating Stella. And she was so sweet. And she lived through the Great Depression. Did she live through the Tommy's Depression? She did not. She we. Unfortunately, anyway, I got a tattoo. Uh, oh, oh my god, we had to cut that because Tommy admitted to a crime. Uh, <laughs> and uh, within the statute of limitations. Um so uh okay, so what does paint this feature for me? Go ahead. They they win. The robots are the ruling class of the hosts. So what is life like for us? I mean, every day we're waking up popping Chef Boyardee instant microwavable beefaronis, and it's nonstop. And you want to know why? So it's the same for you. That's right. Nothing changes for me. Drones, <laughs> drones are dropping them off. Drones are letting us know when we have to go do stuff. Drones are letting us know what job we have to do. You know how relaxing it would be for me if I could stop being ambitious? I mean, I have zero i have like 11 percent ambition to like write a script or go on an audition if i could just lay back and be a plumber not that there's anything wrong with being plumber but just knowing that like i was going to be a maintenance man for the rest of my life god <laughs> god the peace the sweet release and peace of that tommy uh, just just so you know because it sounds like it'll bring you a lot of peace uh you can choose to just <laughs> be so a plumber I, for the I knew you were going to say that but i can't because these are actually fake thumbs and they don't, they're not opposable. So I actually only have four working digits on each hand, and you gotta have five to grab a wrench, bud. Thank uh, you. You got a working mouth. I just heard that from just Stella. Pulled out of context and used every time you can. I uh, you got a working yeah. mouth. I gotta go check the new Rockstar HR department <laughs> the, the number because I think I have a pretty good complaint. Uh, holy uh, ready? Hold on. Uh, hi, New Rockstar's HR department. Hey, Philip, uh, good to see you again. You. Thanks for taking the yeah. meeting. Uh, just a quick. Oh, Quick, this is going to be yeah. a uncomfortable. This is all about you and uh, some remarks that you <laughs> oh, made. Oh, well, don't worry. As HR, I can separate myself. Uh, but is it about your pretty mouth? <laughs> it actually was. And if I could actually just speak to, uh, do we have like an ombudsman or an outside uh, firm that handles our HR complaints if it is about HR? Oh, Eric. Do we yeah, yeah. It's me. I'll, I'll go get him right now. One second. Okay, gotcha. Mm. Hey, I'm your outside HR guy. What's your f***ing problem? Great to see you, Eric. Uh, that kind of language is tough to hear. Uh, yeah, I guess I need to talk to you about some things that happened on Rogue Theory this week. Uh, you're probably going to be able to guess, but it is about my gorgeous, succulent mouth. And uh, Philip basically telling me that if it worked, I could make a living. Well, what about that uh, mouth down in your butthole? Does that still work? My ass mouth? Oh, yeah, that's fully functional. That's yeah. Ever since I had the south surgery. mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry, I'm still on this call, by the way. I, I conferenced you guys together. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what it is we have to talk about. Uh, I, I guess I just way. wanted to make you aware that uh, I'm not just a mouth boy anymore. I've got a lot more things I can do, okay? I can use my All right, well, oh, thanks for your mouth. concerns. Uh, uh, Eric, the ombudsman, and, and me will confer. Uh, okay. Uh, 
I have two minds in my head at the same time? <laughs> this is uh, my favorite new Rockstars content. We talked, uh, Joven, you're fired. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. My mouth is not working, nor is my south mouth. So, it's just, I, I <laughs> Well, uh, prove, prove to us how bad your mouth is by giving us some mouth talk uh, about your theory. Uh, I don't Oh, yeah, that's Wait, right. Wait, did I get no rogues for my the theory? Floor, I forgot what we were arguing. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, you know, you got, you got team robots or, or team humans. The, the problem with these two groups here is that we, we don't seem to be uh, uh, noticing something. Does it sound like, I'm going rogue because I am? What are you am. pointing at? Is that your you wife? Know, the, the, the rogue theory sign that's normally you make your wife dress up as rogue? It, it's my decapitated Ninja Turtle that you can see back there. Uh, so I, I'm... <laughs> I'm not uh, team and or, or I'm not team robot or team human in this case because th- uh, these robots have something that you won't normally see in most robots on film, and that's added emotion, something that gets programmed in. And emotion, as we can all agree, is the biggest flaw of human beings. And you want to give that to robots as well. Emotions are a weakness that slow us down. They impair our judgments. I don't want to feel things. I just want to make rational, sane, logical decisions. So I think I'm going to go team AI here because I think we're going to see some some. You, sorry, to interrupt. You, you mean like insight, like the the big ro- ro- Robo Home? <laughs> Precisely, Robo the Robo Home. <laughs> You're talking about Dolores being kind of like an apex predator here. No, because they've got the biggest human flaw, which is emotion. Now, uh, in Robo Home, as we're just going to call it from now on, uh, they they will take all forms of emotion and kind of take it out. They will be able to make better decisions, better tactical uh, strategies, and be able to dominate what is left of Earth at this point in time. Well, and you're and, probably and t- wondering... What? Well, no. To be clear, that's that's the state that we found the future in currently, right? Everybody's choices is pre is pre decided by this giant yeah. computer brain currently. So you think they're doing pretty well right now? Yeah, it's 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 only going to evolve further to the point where we won't need humans at all. And you know what? Is that a bad thing? Is it? For is us? it? Eh. Don't let your emotions get in the way, because that's a weakness. What what is the what does the big robot decide if not the lives of the humans? Uh, resources. Joven's head explodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. uh, it decides no, what's, resources. <laughs> uh, what's 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 really going to get excited? You know, it's the Thanos argument, really. Uh, what we're going to really see, though, is where this can go. Is kind of like a Terminator 2 Judgment Day look into the future where you got your John Connor, but John Connor's no longer human. It's actually just emotional robots versus unemotional AIs. This is an argument that is different from Tommy's. Tommy wants the host to win. You want AI Robohome to, to Robo-home. win. Team Robohome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so both of you are traitors to our kind, and neither of you is getting a rogie. Because oh. I'm human and I'm a fan of humans, okay. uh, so uh, Eric, I have. I hope you're gonna go the human argument. No, I'm also going robots, Philip. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Well, uh, I'll go robot only in the sense that I'm on team Mave, and here's why. I, I mm. humbly disagree that emotion is a weakness. I believe that empathy is our greatest strength, and that's what separates Mave from <laughs> Dolores is her capability to have 
empathy. She had the opportunity to escape Westworld in the season one finale, and instead she turned back to her daughter. Was her daughter just a program narrative in her mind, not a real thing? Sure, but there's power in believing that you have an emotional connection with someone. And, and I think that's her attitude toward her daughter defines her as a character. And I think we can all learn a lesson from that. And I think her capacity for empathy toward the human race, even though right now uh, in season three of Westworld, she's kind of in a weird alliance with uh, Serac, who's also kind of behind Rehoboam. I think her defining moment is going to be her separation from anything robot connected. And she's going to align herself with Caleb, who is the first true human on the show that we have seen. He might also be a robot. We don't know. He said he's had like a gun pointed at him before. But so like, he's like the working man because we've only encountered people like that from the Delos Society and these these people who are basically the cast of Succession or something. And to have Caleb, so you're kind of like the system should crumble, but be handed over to people like Caleb. Yeah, and I think Maeve is the one to do it. I think she's the only one who can truly pose a threat to uh, the threat that Dolores is bringing and and the overwhelming threat that Insight and Rehoboam are. Uh, So I think Dolores can be the true revolutionary, but I want to see all this technology crumble and be handed over to the true humans. And I think by the end of this this series of Westworld, it needs to be a triumph of the human spirit, even if that human spirit is a ghost in the machine of people like Maeve. Holy shit. Eric, you you get a silver rogie for that. <gasps> uh, which Ooh. remember just worth two rogies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I that just was so beautiful and nice. Uh, well the on it, my it, end it, the silver rogie was uh, uh, a thumb drive of all of your porn from when we were in college. I have it. And, wh- and I will why use did it. you make it sound like it's like original creations like, yeah i'm gonna need like that those. zip drive sent asap <laughs> okay here you go you're gonna need some bleach for your eyes joven it, it actually just turned into uh uh as i as i reached for it yeah no that's that that's the usb the same exact usb he was just oh my holding. God. So i've got all of uh philip's porn his college porn right here you can tell it's porn filled because the way it extends yeah, it's like it's 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 that porn. It's happy porn. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, uh, that was really pleasant. Let's hear it back in, in tweets. Who's the host with the most? It's Dolores, of course. Yield and bend your will to get some thrills when the hosts take over the park. It's like Mickey Mouse running Splash Mountain. Who would have ever thought Walt Disney needed to be enslaved by his creations? But that's the case, folks. Donald Duck, Goofy, Pluto. Who knows? Come to Westworld, where the host just might host you. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, Tommy, you get, uh, I'm running low on things, so uh, you get this uh, Pandora jewelry box that I've been saving for someone, and uh, that you know what, it just goes to you. Great, and <laughs> yeah. that is a uh, Josh Allen Funko that uh, Ooh. came over here. Funko! So nice. uh, that jewelry box uh, is expensive, uh, so that's three rogies worth. Yeah! Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Joven, tweet. Uh, the tweet for this one is, <clears throat> this tweet has been uh, brought to you by Twitter. This is Twitter actually tweeting its own tweet. And then Twitter just shuts down? Uh, yes. I like no it. one you else is allowed to use Twitter. <laughs> you get a rogue for that. Uh, Twitter makes it. me uh, happy for like a minute and sad for like 59 minutes of the hour. It's like cocaine. Uh, we got Huntress now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Eric, in your tweet. Um, so it's going to be um, 
the tweet is me quote tweeting saying uh, these violent delights have violently ended. Quote tweeting Caleb saying these violent delights have violently ended. Quote, t- quote tweeting Maeve saying these violent delights have violently ended. And quote tweeting what's actually just a bot who originated the. T- so that's them explaining the post credit the whole thing. It was a it was a wink. But it, okay. Just yeah, all of this is just my video explaining the post credit scene <laughs> in a really boring way. Uh, all right, uh, Eric, uh, you yeah, you just get one more no- normal rogi. Ooh, and it's chapstick. You've had chapstick before. Wow. And it's a CD from Christopher James, who's got great <laughs> music. You've been plugging him like crazy. <laughs> what do you love I, this guy? I, I love his music. It's awesome. <laughs> he is good. Uh, all right. Um, before we go into road questions, let's do a quick recap of, of points because uh, I'm a little lost. Uh, so, Eric, what do you got? Okay, I have a part of glasses two. and another part of glasses, which you told me were two. And then I have your college porn, which you told me was a silver uh, rogi, no, so that's sir, four. I actually four. believe that you gave me uh, his that, Oh, that's right. That's, and yeah, I right. actually also am ready for the college porn. you're gonna be weeping tears the whole time it's so beautiful that's right so i think i have three now gotcha three now then uh because you gave it to joven your silver rogue yes uh what do you got uh i'm i'm sitting here with my uh three uh rogies and the uh this rogie uh and also if you don't give me the victory today this is going on to a G okay, drive. Okay, 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 okay. We got five, <laughs> uh, five rogies. Uh, uh, what does the G stand for? It's something different here. Uh, and Tommy, how many do you have? Uh, I believe I have one rogie represented by my uh, family. Entire extended family. And then I have a Josh Allen Funko, which represents uh, Silver Rogue or Pandora Box. Three. Which is worth three. So I've got gotcha. four. So you have four. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so it's, it's, it's pretty close, guys. Either way, uh, things are messed up and the robot should rule, uh, even though it disagrees with what I said earlier. Guys, it's time for Rogue Questions. It was announced this week that at the upcoming Disney attraction, Avengers Campus, they're going to serve Infinity Stone-themed pastries. Which Infinity Stone tastes the best? Easy. Soul Stone. Devouring Souls is so delicious, plus it'll look like <laughs> a strawberry Danish. I mean, this is a, this is a home run. Soulstone. I've been eating souls since Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Let me tell you, I never fill up on them. They're delicious. All right, soul eating. Great. Uh, who's next? Uh, I agree. I think that was that time Cap ate the Soulstone, so he would know how it tastes. I think the Mind Stone tasted best because it tastes like brains, which is <laughs> some uh, a part of the human anatomy I would be willing to eat, not placenta. <clears throat> you would eat brain? Yes. yes. I'll put it this way. I'll eat brains before I eat placenta. Really? What, what if the placenta contains a brain and a spinal cord and a fully formed baby? Wow. I disagree with your politics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life begins at eating placentas. Uh, all right. Uh, and Joven, uh, what's yours? Uh, the best tasting uh, uh, stone uh, also being opened up at Disneyland is the cold stone, actually. Uh, you can choose from any of the infinity stones, and they'll mash them together with whatever toppings you want right in front of you. And let me tell Served you, to you by stone it. cold. <laughs> Joven, that's a negative two, Rogi. Uh, no! Joke there. All right. I, uh, uh, yeah, I guess you're going to have the porn back. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, okay. All right. I'll be uploading this to my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, 
Uh, up next, number two. Both Paul Rudd and RDJ, Robert Downey Jr., had birthdays this week, and combined, they're 106 years old. But they don't look it, especially Paul Rudd. So what is the secret trick to staying as young as these guys do? That's an easy one again. You get cast in a Marvel movie. They pay you $10 million per movie. You hire a personal trainer and the best doctors in the world who basically microwave your face once a week to make sure it stays young forever. And they're friends with Gwyneth Paltrow, so you know they're getting gift baskets from Goop on their birthday. That's fair. That's a double answer to uh, who's next. Uh, The answer is simply Blood Boys. Uh, In this particular case, when uh, uh, Tom Holland isn't on camera, he's actually being hooked up to different IVs, having all of his blood drained, and that blood is then going into Paul Rudd and RDJ's body. He's their blood boy? Yes. (laughs) I wish I could be a blood boy. Tommy, you have all that extra blood. I do. I have twice as much blood as a human needs, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The uh, angrier Tommy gets, the more blood he he builds. Uh, Great. Uh, and then, Eric, what do you got? I think the secret to their immortality is they actually died in the 90s, and then Lola VFX has resurrected them on camera for us. Oh, oh not bad. Why did they die? They weren't that old. Uh, I mean, drugs. There may have been some drugs. abuse. Straight up drugs. Uh, all right, uh, Joven, you definitely get the Blood Boy, Rogi. Yes! There you go. Uh, and uh, that, that Rogi's actually coming out. It's, it's not Batman. It's a little uh, Mortal Kombat enamel pin. Uh, so everybody say it with me. Mortal Kombat! Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric didn't hear what you said, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he took it where I wanted it to go. Uh, great. Uh, and then uh, finally, last row question. Hasbro has released all of the old G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe cartoons for free on YouTube, they're still not as good as the redubbed uh, G.I. Joe cartoons that you should definitely look up. Those are hilarious. Uh, but give me your G.I. Joe character's name if you're joining that universe uh, in your G.I. Joe character voice. And, uh, give, you know, at the end of those, there's always, like, the message to, like, America, kind of like propaganda cartoons. Your G.I. Joe character in your G.I. Joe, Joe voice giving a message of hope to America. Let's hear them. Hey, everybody, it's me, your friend, Bath Tubbo. You know, the guy with a bathtub on his back like a turtle shell. And remember, like Bath Tubbo always says, save water and take a shower with your horny neighbor, Bath Tubbo. <laughs> he kills himself. <laughs> Bath Tubbo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> shower head. <laughs> Bath Tubbo is uh, not surprisingly problematic. Who's next? Well, you got me here, Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast Allet T. Uh, and I'm here to tell oh, you, if yeah. you got a lovely pet, hold them close and hold them dear, because you never know when you're going to lose them. Perfect. Um, <laughs> no notes. He, uh, he also based on the YouTuber, Mr. Beast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gives away... Uh, trees and hugging animals. Uh, Eric, who are you? Hey, kids, it's me, Stain. You may have seen me helping out Cobra the past 18 minutes, but here I'm telling you that you need to change your shirt whenever a new day begins. Because sometimes food you ate didn't make it into your mouth and stained your shirt. And people are going to know you didn't change your shirt from the day before. All three of you get a rogi uh, for each one of those. They were each delightful. Uh, the bathtub man was naked <laughs> during his. Yeah. Day. There you go. It's crazy. Mine's a Winston Zedmore. 
Mine's a Ralph's receipt. Hot Toys Darth Maul, <laughs> Japanese art inspired. Ah, thanks so much for that one. I'm going to keep that one here. Jovan, this isn't sponsored. Okay. <laughs> In that case. <laughs> Hashtag not a mess. All right. I have no idea what you guys' totals are, so, so remind us what your totals are. Four. Tell me what you got. Sweet fives. I got five total. So we got a tie. So then we're going to do a quick tiebreaker. So one more rogue question for you guys. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can, we're going to do this one at a time. So Jovan, take off your headphones. All right, Tommy. We're in quarantine life right now. I want you to quickly pitch me who is the MCU character who would be dominating quarantine life? Who would be our king in this reality? Uh, Nightcrawler. He can teleport anywhere. He loves living alone anyhow, and he's afraid uh, that if he gets too close to people, he'll kill them, so he social distances naturally. <laughs> okay. I got, uh, uh, but he can't teleport anywhere. We can teleport to like the top of a mountain. <laughs> Great. Or to space real quick, and then before he loses his breath. He's our king, though. Yeah. All right, Jovan, uh, we're, the same question to you. We're in quarantine time right now. Who in Marvel would be dominating right now in quarantine life? Who would be our king or queen? Whoever's going to become quarantine is the one that can produce the most TP for all the buttholes around the world. And Doctor Strange has access to multiple worlds, multiple verses. Uh, Eric, as the impartial uh, judge, who has the best answer? Toilet paper! Oh, Jovin! Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, did, uh, did Tommy also give an answer about uh, uh, toilet paper? No, no uh, just uh, did. Uh, Tommy's answer immediately killed Nightcrawler by sending him into space. Wow! <laughs> right away. Jovin, uh, you get a sixth rogie, uh, and you are our winner this week. Uh, look at that. I've got Han's Lucky Dice. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Should have whipped those out earlier. Jovin, what's your wish? Uh, my wish is for uh, the other two hosts to call out Thanos in a 1980s-style wrestling uh, stand-up piece on how you're going to beat them, uh, beat Thanos in the, in the upcoming Avengers movie. Thanos, let me tell you something, brother. You think you got all those gems. You go snap, 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 and well, I go clap, clap, clap all over you. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you up. I'm going to make you wish you had no snow. No soul, no mind, no power, no time. You're out of time, brother. What you gonna do when the Tiger King goes running up on you? <laughs> it's, I'm so glad so I the Tiger King. The tiger that killed Carol's husband? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. You think you've had six stones. All I need are two stones, brother. Because I'm gonna knock your stones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> And he, what, he can't, he can't stop licking that ice cream cone. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's real hot in here, bro. And I'm getting cream all over my chin. What's your excuse, brother? See, it's, it's that sixth stone. It's the, it's the cold stone. What if we team up, brother? What um, if we make a team? Oh, yeah. Oh, brother. And then uh, you hear the glass shattering sound effect and Stone Cold marches in <laughs> and he goes, that's the bottom line because Cold Stone gives you some good pastries. Guys, that's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. It's ridiculous. Uh, thanks so much to our guests, uh, Eric Voss, uh, Tommy Hi. Bechtold, and uh, Joshua Ovenshire, this week's winner. Very glad to be here. It's always nice when I can steal a win. Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> and guys, please... Please follow me on TikTok at Emily Ratajowski. Can't spell that. <laughs> He's doing great artwork on there. 
Uh, don't forget to subscribe to uh, Road, Road Theory on the podcast feed. Uh, stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and our other shows. And you guys get it. Hey, you're, we're all nailing it right now. Positivity. Uh, follow New Rock Shows on Twitter at New Rock Stars. Follow me at Philip Molina. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.